It is Wednesday, November 1st, 2023. This is another World Series edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by friends over at SeatGeek. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. We get it started with a tip of the cap, near and dear to my heart. On this first day of November, 23 years ago, I became a daddy. So, tip of the cap to our oldest son, Joshua Rose. Hard to believe. 23 years old. He was hanging out with us last night, giving out trick-or-treat candy. He was like, can you believe I'm going to be 20? I was like, shut your mouth. Don't say that. I can't believe it. You're like, I remember when you were trick-or-treating and I had to watch you. Uh, Uh, I love uh, Josh. Josh is a stud. Yeah, He's He's in his Jordan year, so you better watch out. That guy's going to do some big things this year. I know. I'm very, very proud of him. He's really found his way in San Diego. He's he's gotten into the sports production business and is doing a great, great job, and his mother and I are very, very proud of him. So, Joshy, we love you a ton. Keep up the amazing, amazing work. Uh, Michelle? How is she? Yeah. She's great. We had a great time with trick-or-treaters. I know that you were watching the game mostly. I brought my phone outside and was watching the game, particularly when it got 10 nothing. I was like, I want to see what all the kids are wearing this year. And, you know, I want to yell at them for taking too much candy and stuff and a few other things. It was fun. Got some good costumes out there. That was a good time. That was a good time. So once again, we are presented to you by SeatGeek. You can get 10% off your next order, whether you're a newbie that are downloading the app on the phone for the first time or a returning customer. Just use that code word, John Boy Postseason. All one word. All caps. So go do that today. All right. Are we almost done with the baseball season? The Texas Rangers are on the precipice of their first ever World Series title. They got it going, blowing out the Diamondbacks early, and you know who was the main culprit. Now Seeger to right center field, way back there. it for game four an explosion for the rangers a couple of five run innings and the texas rangers are one win away from their first world championship you know when adolis gets hurt that's emotional right like he's been a huge part of our success not only in the postseason but in the regular season too and and he deserves to be out there um so that's when you pull together as a team and you say hey let's do this you know for the guy who can't go out there tonight you know he's pulled us along this whole year let's let's pick him up that the sounds of Travis Jankowski, who filled in very well for Garcia and got a couple of knocks on the night. How impressed are you that the Rangers came out with that kind of fire just literally an hour before finding out that Garcia and Scherzer were done for the entire postseason? I mean, the Rangers are an impressive team. This is what they do. We talked about this, I mean, almost all season, but surely in the playoffs, they're able to put up big innings. And if you make mistakes, they're able to capitalize on them. Torre Lovello was talking about that even before this game. He's saying, you know, if you give them extra chances, extra outs, they're going to capitalize, and that's what they did last night. I mean, a couple big five-run innings is all they need. I mean, that's all that you ever really need in baseball. Um, but, you know, I I think we we made a lot of the uh, Adolis going out, and, you know, for good reason. He's had an incredible run here, and he's been at the center of their offense uh, during the playoffs. But we also talk a lot about how long their lineup is and how many guys can hurt you in that lineup. So when you construct a roster like they have, like one guy going out doesn't necessarily hurt you, especially when you got a guy like Corey Seager there as well. Um, but being able to plug in Jankowski and have him, you know, get some knocks, some ribbies, uh, make a nice sliding catch in right field, then you get Marcus Simeon going as well. Like 
one guy goes down, uh, you know, another limb appears out of nowhere. That's what this Rangers team has done all season long. So uh, I'm impressed. It it is a big gut punch to a team when you lose a couple of your key cogs, but it also creates opportunities. And Jankowski's getting that World Series opportunity right now, and that's awesome. So I feel like, you know, there's there are times where you sulk about those things. World Series is not the time to sulk. It's about, hey, guy, you're getting your opportunity. This is awesome. Let's go. Let's go finish this thing off. That's the approach they took last night, and they're one game away. See, Rosie. So a few um... – Let's fill in some numbers here. Uh, ten runs scored with two outs. That's utterly preposterous. Uh, ten is another big number because the Rangers have ripped off ten straight road wins to start this postseason. I We talked a little bit about that in yesterday's show. I, I have no idea. This is an anomaly, but still, it's very cool. And you talked about the consecutive five-inning runs. That's the first time that has ever happened in World Series play. So we got to see something new last night, which I thought was kind of cool. Um I think one of the reasons that the Rangers weren't so stunned with the Garcia and Scherzer news is that they have dealt with it basically from the word go this year, right? They lose Jacob deGrom, who was supposed to be the dude after six starts. Nathan Eovaldi, who gave them an all-star first half, was not ready for the second half of the season. John Gray, who at least had been in the rotation and done some great things this year. They lose him at the most important time of the year in September. They don't have him. The only guys they had in their everyday lineup that were there the entire season, basically, were Nate Lowe, Marcus Simeon, and that's it. I mean, Seeger missed 40 games. Josh Young missed time. Garcia missed time at the end of the season. Jonah Heim missed time. It was all over the place. So they were prepared for this moment. And when people like me wanted to count them out at the end of September because I didn't think they had enough gas left in the tank, they have said, fuck you, Rose and everybody else, and just kept going, kept mashing. That's awesome. That's a team. They had plenty of gas in the tank, a reserve tank that you might not have known about. So, you know, huh? it's not your fault. Some cars have two uh, tanks. Didn't know. Didn't check. In the, the Rangers have like five tanks, dude. <laughs> They're fine. Hey, um, we wondered what was going to happen with the bullpen game for each team. It ended up that it was not a bullpen game for the Texas Rangers because Andrew Heaney, through five innings for the first time since late August. What a time to shine. I thought that was, to me, that was the biggest part of this game because when the Rangers ended up putting five spot in the second, I was thinking, well, this game's not over because of the way that the Rangers are going to have to run through the rest of their their pitchers. I thought Heaney was going to give him two and a third, maybe, something. That had been his track record throughout the playoffs here. But guess what? He shoved and... I don't think people were talking about that enough last night. I mentioned that yesterday. You asked me like what I thought was going to happen. I said, because mm-hmm. they have guys that you can kind of see how they're going that are stretched out a little bit, I gave the advantage to the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what helped Heaney out, though? I mean, a five spot, another five spot. You start to Still settle in th- a little bit. Your pitches don't have to be as perfect. So because they don't have to be as perfect, you probably get a little bit better. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to be so perfect, you know, you tend to make some mistakes. Heaney was out there understanding, I got to fill the strike zone up, no free passes, all these things. You know, the, the Diamondbacks ended up making it sort of close at the end, but by that time, it, the game was was over and they were kind of just hanging on. Uh, mm-hmm. But I agree with you that, you know, having him have that start, them scoring the runs, being able to rest their good bullpen, except for LeClerc there at the end, but he only threw a couple pitches. Uh, I mean, it's going to pay off 
for tonight's game and in the rest of the series as well because those guys have been run out there quite a bit. So, yeah, uh, tip of the cap again to Heen Dog. And to Marcus Simeon, who finally got it going. He had a five-RBI game, had three entirely in the playoffs coming into last night. A couple of base hits, including his first home run in over a month. So that was very good for Marcus Simeon. I made that point the other day. I paged him. Apparently, he accepted my page to the front of the store. That was awesome. But his running mate there in the middle infield continues to be the story. Corey Seager, Fox showed a great graphic last night. They really did. He has now played 77 playoff games, the same number as one Reginald Martinez Jackson. Seager now is 19 homers and 48 ribs. One more homer and the same number of runs driven in as Reggie. Should we be thinking of Corey Seager as the modern-day Mr. October? Why do you got to ask me these questions, man? Because I, I, I think it's an amazing question. The modern-day Mr. October. Um... I get. I mean, he's in the. I guess in the running for modern day Mister October. I, I'd have to like really sit down and think who else is in the running. Reggie Jackson did win five World Series, so he's got some uh, catching up to do in that uh, uh, regard. Was it three with the A's and two with the Yankees? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's had an incredible, incredible run here, and the numbers are eerily similar. The overall numbers are similar. Like the World Series numbers are similar. I don't want to take anything away from Corey Seager, but I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. Well, I think who, part- who's your modern day? If it's not Corey Seager, do you have anybody else that you have that's that you know of? No, I, I think part of the reason we call Reggie Mr. October is, and I was very young when he moved. He first went from Oakland and made a pit stop in Baltimore for one season before moving on to the Yankees in 77. So I was six years old in the, in the fall of 77. I do think that part of the narrative is that he has given us one of the most iconic games in the history of the sport. Not only a three-homer game in the game that sealed it, the Yankees World Series for the first time in 15 years or whatever it was, but hitting three homers off of three different pitchers. And the guy, he's the straw that stirs the drink and the bravado that came to New York, and he wasn't well-loved by all the teammates when he got there, all that sort of stuff. So I think it's the personality that encompassed the legend of Mr. October. Shit, Corey Seager, they couldn't even get him to say anything nice about himself yesterday. Reggie didn't need the invite to say anything nice about himself. So I think that's part of the difference here. And I I think if Corey Seager were like, are you the new Mr. October? He'd be like, no, that's Reggie Jackson. I just like playing baseball. So I was trying to think like, okay, like what, like who, who could it be when you, when you sent the question, my first thought went to the Astros players, because I feel like the reason Reggie Jackson is also has that moniker is it was back to back to back with the A's and then back to back with the Yankees. So you get that cluster, you're in the spotlight for the, all these years in a row. And you know, you, you hold on to that. So like the Astros, like Jose Altuve is a good answer. I think for mm-hmm. that, Um, I got to check Bregman's numbers. I mean, Jordan Alvarez has a case like if he continues to go, he can be on the radar for that. But I think you have to be in the playoffs and late into the playoffs, like multiple seasons in a row. So I'm still going to go with Reggie Jackson. I'm not going to give it to anybody else just yet. Uh, But Seager is on the path. Jordan's on the path. You can make an argument for Altuve, you know, Mm -hmm. or we could just leave it and just call Reggie Jackson Mr. October. I think that's it. I think that's it. (laughs) 
But it, I thought it was enlightening to see the numbers next to one another. And just, I think because the guy's so quiet, and we're like, oh, my God, Corey Seager did it again. Then we just kind of move on. You know, there's it's, just it's, no, what? It's a big part of it. I think that larger-than-life personality plays into a nickname like that. Totally, totally. Can we get to the bigger question about Corey Seager? Why the hell did Arizona pitch to him again last night? Two outs, Blue. There were two outs in the inning, and they were only down one nothing at a time. With a runner on third base, two open bases. (laughs) I know. But it, it wouldn't have mattered how many open bases there were to me because we talked about it yesterday. We, we knew that they were going to move Mitch Garver up to the three-hole, which they did. He ended up striking out, I think, three times on the night. That part's irrelevant. I would rather have Castro pitching to Garver than to bring in Nelson to pitch to Seager. Seager's OPS against lefties this year was almost 900. I saw a stat. I think he's, he's seen 55 pitches, 29 strikes. That seems like you shouldn't be doing that. Especially when the guy behind him is not there anymore. Right. Like the, the the bad man behind Corey Seager is not there anymore. You have two open bases after Simeon gets the third on that knock down the line. I would agree with you, C. Rosie. Three nothing. You know, let's say you let's say you get out of that inning. Three nothing is a lot different than five. <laughs> and then, you know, the next inning happens. So Dude, it was one nothing when they pitched to him, wasn't it? Was it one nothing or three? I'm talking about after Simeon drove in those runs. It was three nothing. Oh time. right, okay, yes, it was three nothing at that point. Yeah, you can three nothing's not that big a deal. Come on, we stop. I asked this I love- question last night on Talking Baseball, and people, the Rangers fans, like acting like we're rooting against the Rangers. I'm not. I don't care who Who's wins. Real- I like good baseball. I'm just trying to. I'm trying. Okay, hold on. That's fine. I think, you know, you talk about the the Diamondbacks. They lost the game that they hand the ball over to Seawald, right? Like, they won that game, essentially, until they didn't. They played a good baseball game. They should win that game 90% of the time, maybe more. Yep. And then last night, there's just a couple things. Like, if you don't pitch a Seager, 3-0. If Christian Walker makes a play there in the next inning to get him out of it, it's so different, and that's why we always talk about in a seven game series in the playoffs, like it's it's just about the bounces and like everything matters so much. I feel like Arizona could still be in this, but they're not. They're miles away from being in this. It's because you have to give credit too, I guess, to the Rangers for capitalizing on all these mistakes. But like I, I'm watching this series and it seems like an absolute blowout. Uh, but there's just a few instances that cause these blowouts. If you just reverse them, it'd be a completely different series. It should be 2-2 right now, essentially, but it's not. Not should be. I don't like those It words. should be 2-2. You wait, hand the ball over to your closer. I, I'm just no. saying, statistically, you hand your ball to your closer with a two-run lead. I want to know the percentage of times teams win those games. It's got to be in the 90s, okay. at least. But So let's say it's 91%. Let's just throw that number out there. Okay. That means 9% of the time it doesn't work. That's good. That means math, almost, Chris. hold on. That's that means excellent. one out of every 10 times. And Paul Seawald, I think, was pitching for the ninth or 10th time this postseason. There's your, there it is. That's not so how he, statistics work. Even I know that. Well, how else would they work? It doesn't happen. Oh, just because this is the 10th time he pitched, he's going to blow it. No. No, but the, but here we are. If you if still, it doesn't matter what time that you, what time, it doesn't matter. What game he's in, he's got a ninety percent chance to finish the game or or higher, whatever it is. 
and then there's the time that he doesn't finish the game. You know it's, what I'm saying. Stop. Stop. I do you're understand. Playing devil's it, but... advocate for no reason here. I'm just trying to give. I'm trying to give the D-backs fans a little bit of love here. And that's fine. We'll have time to do that very quickly on the whole Rangers thing. Stop, Rangers. Enjoy what's going on. Enjoy what's going on. Oh, well, they're not giving us any credit. I always tell this because I come from a, a city that um, is always looking around the next corner to see what bus is going to hit them sports-wise. All right? I always tell stop. Well, we're, they're, they're not talking about our team enough. You know when they talk about you? When you win the whole damn thing. That's when people have to talk about you. So go win the whole damn thing. People will talk about you forever. Forever. You will always be mentioned as the team that won it all in 2023 if you get one more win. And by the way, when the series jumped to Arizona, we made the point that because of the extra inning game, there had been 20 innings played. Texas led after only three of the 20 innings. That's it. Not anymore. 15% of the, okay? They've come out to Arizona and they've kicked ass. John Gray, to me, was the difference maker in this uh, series so far, with the way he shut the door after Scherzer left, could have gone sideways. It didn't. It didn't. But stop pitching to Corey Seager. Once again, today's episode of Baseball Today is presented to you by SeatGeek. We want to save you 10% on your order when you download the app on your phone and you use the code word John Boy Postseason. You're going to get 10% off your next order at SeatGeek. And if you're a returning customer, you can use that code. We want you to use it again. That's right. So save money on maybe if you're going to be out in Phoenix, want to get some World Series tickets today. Cool. NBA, uh, NHL, NFL, college football, concert going. It's great. Now, not only does SeatGeek allow you to go buy the tickets, they're going to point you in the right direction. They make buying tickets so simple. They actually rate every ticket on a scale of 0 to 10, and they give you color-coded dots. So I was shopping for some tickets the other day. I see a dot that's not like on the floor for NBA tickets. So I'm thinking, are they really good? Well, yeah, they're great because you're getting the best deal possible. And I saw some floor seats that had a red dot next to them. I was like, how in the world could it be a red dot? Which means no go because you're not getting the best deal possible. SeatGeek not only wants your dough, they want to put you in the right position. So they're not one of them greedy ass companies out there. They love you. So download the SeatGeek app, John Boy Postseason. It's all one word, all caps. Get 10% off your next order. Head to your phone right after the show. Go do your thing. All right, so Arizona's now up against it. Down 3-1. to one. Only six teams have ever come back in the World Series in that situation. But don't count this team out, right, Skip? You keep fighting. You stay connected. Um, you commit to the plan and the process for 27 outs. And you close the game up to 11-7, got the fans engaged, got a ton of energy, got their closer in the game. There's a lot of positives to draw upon, and I will. Okay. Um, are you buying what he's selling, or is that just lip service? I think it's a little bit of both, C. Rose. I mean, what's he going to say? We're done. We're toast. No, like he's the manager. You got you to gotta motivate your players. I mean, if there's any time to do it, it's, you know, when they're facing an elimination game for, in the World Series. So I think there's a little bit of that where he's just trying to get his guys saying, hey, we can do this. Does he believe it? I think he believes it a little bit. I mentioned like it, the series probably should be 2-2. And they do have a path to win. They do. I mean, you got your two horses going. Gallon, I know, hasn't been himself in the postseason, but 
I mean, if he came out tonight and threw seven innings strong, I don't think anybody would be too shocked. Uh, I know the the Rangers have, you know, woken up offensively. I or they've been woke. They've been woke people. I get that, but there's a chance. I mean, we just saw him do it in Philadelphia. Like if they win this game, and then you got Merrill Kelly, who's been nasty. You win that game, game seven. Anything can happen. So. I think there's a little bit of lip service, but a little bit of like, you have to believe in that because they just went and did it in Philadelphia. So I'm, you know, you you know that the Rangers have the upper hand right now, big time, but you can't count a team like the Diamondbacks out. I mean, their, their nickname is the answer backs. They, They just did it against the Phillies. So like, there's a lot of things you can draw inspiration from if you're in that clubhouse. And that's what Tori's trying to get his guys to do, to buy into that. Well, I think sometimes being a sports leader, a manager, or a head coach is is about lip service, is about getting guys to turn their mentality around when it's not exactly where it should be. I, just, I think that's yeah. part of the role. And I actually think that Tori Lovello, this is really the first time in his managerial career where he's in the spotlight because this team, quite frankly, just hasn't been very good since he's been around there. And I think people are really learning what he's all about. He's honest. He is great in front of a microphone. You know, like that's not Bochy's thing. Bochy's Bochy's not going to win any of the media awards like Terry Francona did, like Joe Madden, like Terry Lovello does now. Bochy's just, uh, you know, our guys have done that all season. I mean, that's who we are. Uh, I'm proud. You know, like that's what he does. That's who he is. And Torrey's this guy. And I think his players... Buy in. I really do. I think you made a great point that they win tonight. They're in the exact same position as they were in the previous series. And that's what he has to impress upon them. Like, don't worry. I get it. We were down 11-1, but we fought back. And by the way, I know LeClerc only threw like 10 pitches or whatever. If they put him in tonight, it'll be the first time all year he pitches three straight days. He doesn't care. That guy's been throwing Ed, all postseason long, man. Just saying. I'm just saying that it's the first time. That's all. He'll be if they have the lead, he'll his ass will be in there. I know. But all I'm just a fact pointer outer. I'm just a fact pointer okay. outer. I like that. That's it. By the way, how nervous are Texas fans gonna be if they've got like a three two lead in the eighth and the doors swing open and here comes Chapman? I think it's uh it's like a a scary ro- roller coaster, but you want to go on it. You want to mm-hmm. go on it. It's gonna mm-hmm. be fun. It's gonna be a little scary. I don't know if fun's the right word. Stomach's gonna feel a little weird. <laughs> it's it's, pro- it's probably one of those where you'll talk about and tell all your friends that you went on the ride afterward, that you hated the experience while it was happening, but you were like, I survived. Yeah, you'll you'll be a better person. You'll grow from these experiences. And you guys know this one's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. The baseball playoffs are underway and things are heating up in the ballpark. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you won't miss a moment of the action. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code baseball today. Baseball today. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code baseball today the crown is yours gambling problem call 800 gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york 
Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash baseball for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Uh, game five tonight, a rematch of the game one pitching matchup. Evaldi and Gallon, they weren't at their best in that one. What is it going to look like in your opinion? I think both guys are really good with making adjustments. And I think Gallon specifically is a guy that'll look to make some uh, like changes and like pitch to weaknesses where Evaldi's probably going to just continue just to be like a bulldog and just kind of throw his stuff. So I think that's going to be an interesting storyline here. What's it going to look like? I mean, I could see a ton of different scenarios uh, in this game. Obviously it's an elimination game for the D back. So I think, you know, if there is some trouble early on, like gallon won't be long for the game. Um, but again, I could see a situation where we see him pitching into the sixth inning and, you know, having a really good start. We've seen it so many times from him. Uh, you know, you're talking about the statistics, you know, like he's due for a really good start. Um, is it going to happen? I don't know. I think that if we do see someone go deeper into the game, it's going to be Eovaldi. I do think like we'll see Gallon go through the lineup twice and and then maybe that's it. If 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 he looks good. Tory Tory's gonna have his finger there ready to go to his bullpen, make the right moves. That's just how he's managing right now. Um, so I'll give lines out. I think Gallon goes five innings pitch, three earned runs, and I think Eovaldi goes six innings pitched, three earned runs. I do expect actually Tori Lovello to get away a little bit from the bullpen lineup that he's used, meaning if they're in a critical situation, let's say they're up 4-3 in the fifth and Gallon has two on and one out, it wouldn't surprise me if a guy like Ginkle comes in. It wouldn't. He had, You can't play for, well, I got to save him till the eighth inning. If that's the most important part of the game. Yeah, it, yeah. You have to wade through the waters. You're going to have to use your best pieces at different times. I think I, I, I could see that. I think Ryan Thompson kind of fits that bill too. I, I feel like he can put out some fires uh, pretty well. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you have to. If there's a high leverage situation where it's if you don't get these outs, you're looking at a four or five run uh, deficit. Then yeah, I could see Ginkle coming in for sure. Yeah, his three most trustworthy relievers right now, in no particular order are Thompson, Ginkle, and Seawall, right? The lefty situation. Oh, no, Ryan Nelson's in there, too, after last night. We didn't even talk great, about him. He was he was phenomenal, and he did exactly what he needed to do. He gave them length, but the next time we would see him is in Game 7. Yeah, no, he's uh, – he retired 11 straight. Yeah, he, he did great. He did great, and you're right. He does deserve some flowers thrown in his direction. Uh, did you see the graphic that Fox put up about Nathan Avaldi in clinching games? Mm -mm. He's pitched four times, three starts, one relief appearance, three and oh, one, three, three, 24 strikeouts, no walks. He's a dog in clinching scenarios. So, Texas could be interesting. Hey, once again, we're presented by SeatGeek. Don't forget to get your SeatGeek question of the week in by Thursday on our social media channels at Chris Rose Sports. 
If we pick your question and use it on the show on Friday, you'll get a thousand dollar credit to use on SeatGeek, which is awesome. And we've had some great questions, so keep piling them in. Let's go. Get creative, get fun, test our brain, test our knowledge. Uh, a couple quick Halloween costumes uh, with the baseball flair, the Immaculate Grid, the father-son. That was fantastic. I know you're you're not a big Immaculate Grid guy, are you? I did it for a while, but I haven't yeah. been doing it lately. But it's that, that's that great. Was, that was great. With, I love the percentages on the, uh, you know, on the board and everything. Very very cute. Very nice. And then the uh, the Paul Skeens Living Done kids. Excellent. I like that too. It's a power couple right there. That is. That's adorable. That's adorable. Yeah, I like it. I'm in. Did you see any good costumes out last night? Did you at least poke your head while kids were trick-or-treating? No, I mean, we had like a bunch of families kind of come to our house, a little pregame for the adults. Then they all left. And me and my buddy Mike, Coach Mike, uh, one of my assistant coaches on my team, we sat back and watched the game. Um, Livia was like a sexy pumpkin which was nice. Like Do that. Do we call that pumpkin spice? Maybe. Maybe. Love that pumpkin. Uh best costume I saw. Um I saw a Trump that was like hilarious. Like that's that's like a hilarious mm-hmm. Halloween costume. I feel like that's gonna be around forever too. Yeah. Because he just has that look, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, you know who did a good one? And I'll give credit to them because they're my friends too. Uh Jimmy and Jess Kloss, and they did uh Finkel and Einhorn. So uh Jimmy got dressed up. You know, in the Dolphins uniform, mm. pads on, mustache, then his wife got, got dressed up as um, Cute. The, the woman version. Got it. All right. That's all right. We had a huge, you know, there's some of those blow-up costumes that, like, kids get fully into and they're engulfed in it. Some kid was this enormous parrot, I think. I was like, okay, I got to grab a picture of that. Funny. It was I like funny. That. I like that. Had a good time. All right. Uh, quickly, last day of the baseball season. My gut says yes, Chris. My gut says yes. I don't want it to be. I enjoy watching ball and talking with you, and I don't want it to stop. Although we, the show won't stop, but my gut says yes, though. Okay. You? I believe in Nathan Avaldi. I do. I had D-backs in seven to start this thing. I just think it's too much of a mountain to climb at this point, which means we'll see you in uh, Arizona for game six on Friday. So I hey, really Jake's in the, the pool. Jake's it, in the pool. He's in the pool tonight? Yes. The pool? He's like a lifeguard. Oh, just, better... just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out and try to get, make sure he's on camera. Oh, he will be, he will be. That's the only reason I would say that the snakes might win is because he's put so much effort into this, like flying. He, he did That's the show true. last night, flew out early this morning. He's there. Love it. That's great. Have a great time, Jake. All right, we are back at it again tomorrow, and we can't wait for our one of a kind producer Dan Rourke and the uber talented Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Thursday on Baseball Today.